0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Kate Warman, and welcome back to another episode of the Heart of Dating podcast. Rachel and I talked, and we decided we needed to do an episode answering all of your questions as it relates to feminine and masculine energy. The last few episodes, we've been covering feminine and masculine in dating and how that all plays out. We've also been talking about, is this actually a biblical concept? Because when you add the word energy to things, everyone's like, oh no, new age, what does this mean? And I totally understand that. But I also believe that what I believe it was meant for good, the enemy takes and twists and makes for evil. And that's what I think has happened with this concept of masculine and feminine energy or nature, whatever word you want to use. And so today we are putting all of this into a boiling mixing pot and we are saying how do we actually practice staying in our feminine what does it look like staying in your masculine for the men all of the things if you are dating somebody who is chronically busy and they never schedule dates with you what do you do what do you do if you're the person that has a hard time accepting things from a man or even has a hard time accepting the guy paying for a meal. We talk about all of that today on the episode. It's a really powerful Q&A that's super practical. Okay. I also go into a story where I actually was trying to prove to the guy that I was with that he should choose me, stay with me, be with me. I was in essence out serving him and it actually really repelled him. So I tell you guys about that story today and Rachel and I really dissect it. It's really, really good. If you guys are new around here, I want to let you know we have an incredible Facebook community. We have over 9,000 singles in the community as of right now doing life together. The summer is the best time in our HOD family because all y'all travel and meet up with one another during the summertime. It's so amazing. Every single week, I'm seeing people have meetups. It's so fun. I know there's an HOD meetup here in LA in just a couple weeks. If you join our Heart of Dating Facebook community, you're gonna find out about all of those events. Also, we have a bunch of people mixing, mingling, actually meeting their person in Facebook, okay? So you wanna join our HOD family, go to facebook.com forward slash heart of dating that's facebook.com forward slash heart of dating then click private groups you have to answer a few questions make sure you answer all the questions that's really 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 important we do have to have you guys confirm that you are good with the rules of the group because we have to have rules because it's such a big group so make sure you answer all the questions okay really important or you won't be admitted but we can't wait to see you in our heart of dating family in our facebook group All right, guys, it's the last day of this series. If you've been enjoying it, would you do me a favor? And would you share it with a friend? Okay, share either the podcast or the video version because that's right, we are on YouTube. Our podcast can now be watched every single week. Check it out. Share it with a friend if they love YouTube. Share it with a friend if you think they need to hear about this series. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get into this episode, Feminine and Masculine Q&A with my girl, Rachel Cheryl. All right, you guys, we have our final episode of the Heart of Dating podcast, not the final episode ever, oh my gosh, no, but the final episode of this series with my girl, Rachel, and I decided today that we were going to do a and a because we want to take all the concepts that we learned from the past few weeks from Rachel about masculine and feminine energies, the dance, how to balance that in dating, and then bring it to a very practical side. I'm all about the practical. And so, uh, Rachel, welcome back to our last episode. Hi, so good to be back again. I'm excited about this. I'm so excited because this is my favorite stuff. When we get in it and we answer people's questions and help them see, okay, this is great. This is helping me. This is transforming my life. Now, how do I actually take it and apply it to situations as I'm showing up on dates? So, And you do such a great job answering Q&As. I want to encourage you guys to take some notes because I have a feeling even within this time Rachel will probably give you some even like what to say. And so if if you want to know what to say in certain situations, take your notes, okay, and get them, write them down because she's about to give you some scripts even in the process here that are really going to help you, especially for the ladies listening. Guys listening, I'm so sad that you did not send me more questions for this because we pulled the audience. However, we are still going to answer some guy questions, and this will be helpful for you. It'll be helpful to hear. What ladies are dealing with and going through, and it'll probably be eye-opening for you to say, "Oh yeah, when a woman does that, it does make me feel really good. I really do enjoy that. I love that. That gives me space to rise into my masculine." And so, I think this episode will be super helpful for you guys too, and really clarifying. So, Rachel, are you ready to get into these Q and A's?
1: I am. I actually have no idea what they are. So this will be I will be just as surprised as they pop on here. So um, you know, let's let's do it.
0: I love that. I love that that you are so honest with that. Okay, so here is the first question. Uh, This is so good, Rachel. It's about serving. I'm going to read the question, but this is really good because what we talked about in how the masculine and feminine, normally the dynamic is that so many women are showing up as the server doing all the things they're cooking, they're cleaning, they're doing this, that, and the other, especially in a longer term relationship and marriage. But the women is like the overgiver. So this woman asked, how do I not overly serve the man I'm dating when that is my normal tendency? So I feel like there's probably a lot of ladies listening who are like, yeah, I love
1: that. Uh,
0: what does this woman do?
1: Okay. <laughs> So yeah, this happens a lot. This this comes up a lot. Like so, there's a lot of women, and it's like okay, they um you know serving is their natural tendency. Like they're they're overgiver. Sometimes I call them overgivers, and I call them overfunctioners. So oh, that's um, good. first off, I would just actually ask yourself the question why do I serve so much? Why do I like serving so much? And what are my motives in doing so? Mm -hmm. So I would explore your motives behind that um, and try to be as honest as possible. Now, being a servant-hearted person is amazing. So I don't, this is not about not being a servant-hearted human. Okay. So I want everybody to understand that I'm not saying that you never give, you never, you never, never give to your man. You never serve. You never do something. But what I am saying is I want you to shift the motive behind why you're doing it. And so Mm. example, um, are you serving your man because you think that he's going to like you more? are exactly. you serving him because you want him to like you more you want to keep him around you you hope if you make him that food and that dinner that he's just going to keep coming back you hope that if you have sex with him he's going to keep coming back you know i mean sex is maybe extreme for some maybe not but you know whatever the case is the things i'm doing for him are am i doing them because i actually am hoping and believing that this is what's going to make him stick around for the long haul yeah. Um, now that's, that's a little imbalanced within, in, in your inner self, in my opinion. Now, here's what you do. If you're a, a wonderful, overgiving, lovely lady out there, <laughs> um, what I tell my girls is I say, I want you to take all of that giving energy inside of you, all of that beautiful, wonderful, um, giving heart that you have. And I want you to actually, um, uh, use that everywhere else in your life. Sprinkle that all over your life. Um, way more than you are in your romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why now, what does that look like? So example, I say girls, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, are you doing ministry? Pour out all your servant hearted stuff in your ministry, pour out all your servant hearted little self, and you're giving the the giving side of you that longs to give, go, um, you know, I don't know, help the homeless person uh, down the street, help a friend with something, go help your mom with something, help your brother with something, whatever it is, but dump all of that givingness out to everyone around you all over the place. So now, so why? Because now, because a lot of times girls who are very giving, they get nervous that, oh, well, he's going to just think I'm selfish. He's going to think I'm like, you know, this and that. And, you know, on a side note, I'd say, well, why are you worrying about what he thinks of you? But That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But anyways, um, but if you are worried about that, When you take all that giving energy that you have and you dump it all over to uh, to the people and the things around you, your man has no other choice but to see you as the most giving, amazing, servant-hearted, loving human that you are, Mm. even if you're not overly giving to him, like, you know, you're a servant and he's some prince, you know, and you're fanning him and feeding him grapes. Um now <laughs> um that's all right, but you know, remember in a palace, you know, a queen is looking for her king, and a king is is taking action to ensure that his queen feels safe, that she's taken care of, that the kingdom is taken care of, and um that she is being served all that's day. Right. Long. So that's a big different shift. So when you get with your man, I want you to look for ways to actually. Just actually receive. It's about receiving yeah. and not giving, and just knowing that you're worth, that you're worthy of everything given to you, just because. Period. That's it. Yes. No
0: this is this is so good because. There's a clarification I just want to make that you've said I think even previous episodes it's not about you can't do anything for a man it's not it's just where is the balance because for this person for many women it's the woman is overly serving the woman is over the balance is 60 70% the woman right and then 30 maybe 40% the guy in or in some cases it's even more imbalanced than that and so what we're talking about is to make the balance over 50% the guy. That's it, Like that's the goal. And what I often see is women aren't doing that. A really good example of this for me that came up a few years ago, I was dating someone and I was definitely leaning into the proving energy for this person. And I love words of affirmation. And so I'm like, I want to, I basically really wanted this guy to commit just to me. There's a longer story here that I can't get into at the moment, but maybe at some point I'll share more of it. But I really, I was sensing that he like, I, he was on the cusp of like, being not sure. And I was like, I want to secure that he's just in this for me. And so I did this act of service, quote unquote, and active affirmation. And it was a really sweet idea. But this, again, my intention was proving you should be with just me. Okay. And so, and one of the things he was doing red flag for everyone listening is he was also speaking to his ex still as a friend. This is many years ago. Okay. Big red flag. I'm like, no, only choose me again, proving energy. Right. And so I took all these little slips of paper and a cute Mason jar on every slip of paper. There was like tons of them. I put a little thing about why I appreciated him, like all these different things that about him or things that he had done that I appreciate about him. And I put them all in this thing and I surprised, I put it as a surprise gift at his doorstep with other things added to the surprise. And of course he like loved it. But again, I
1: was trying to prove and I didn't think that drew him into you. That's exactly. Not, it, exactly. It doesn't, it does nothing for him to inspire to to chase after you in fact, it it just pushes him back, and it and I always ask girls that I do want to chime on that because this is that's a prime example. Um, <laughs> but you know, is that I always ask girls I'm like, do you wish he would do that for you? And exactly, they're like absolutely, that's what I would that's what I want him to do for me. Okay, well then stop doing that for him. Yeah. Because he's not going to. It's funny you you did that for your husband. That's what my or for that guy that you like. <laughs> Definitely um, not my husband. <laughs> my husband. My husband did that for me when we were dating and I loved it. Did I ever do something like that for him? Heck no. No, I did like when it was his birthday or like something like that yes. that warranted a gift, right? Um, but what I really want girls to to understand the most is that it's not what you do for him that, that draws him in. It's not what you do for him that keeps him around. It's how well you really value and honor yourself and you stay authentic in who you are yeah. and you just show up with your presence and you receive, you you demonstrate your ability to truly receive from a man um, without the need to prove, you know? And so anyways, yeah. So good.
0: Okay. This next question, I feel like it, it, it's a real, it's a lot of people out there. So this person says I'm older and I've become fiercely independent. I hate relying on people, especially men at the same time. I want to be with a man who will pursue me thoughts. (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I hate me. Yeah. Okay. So fiercely independent. Uh,
0: I hate relying on people, especially men. Okay. But I also want to be with a man who will pursue me, which I think this also happens to many women, especially as they get older, because we've learned at the longer we're single, the longer we learn to take care of ourselves as is and build a life and build a career. I'm talking 30s, 40s, okay, or whatever. This I think becomes truer and truer and truer um, because this person, I do know this person's age, but it's, she's on the older side. And so older meaning late thirties, early forties kind of range, right? And so this, she's become fiercely independent and she hates relying on people, especially men. So, but she wants a man to pursue her. How does she figure yeah, this out? So
1: I would, I see, this is where like everything um, needs more questions. So, you know, I would ask this person, Uh, why do you hate relying on people? And especially why do you hate relying on men? Where does that come from? What, what comes up for you? If, Mm -hmm. when you feel that you need a man to do something for you, do you, what, what are, what are you feeling inside of your body when that happens? do you probably would feel discomfort? I would imagine. And you really need to tackle the root issue of why, why do I despise relying on a man? Well, uh, chances are that, you know, there's some correlation from back some, somewhere in your little past, uh, uh, not past life (laughs) because we're not in a past life, but in your past years, um, you know, that there's something that you've built a belief system or based pro and we build belief systems, by the way, typically from traumatic events, um yes. especially if they're negative ones. And Um, or, or the influences around us. And so, you know, what is it that is so icky to you about relying on a man? And why do you feel that you have to rely on a man? Why does receiving from a man equal relying on him? Because Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what I receive every bit of ounce of love and adoration from my husband. And I do not feel like I have to rely on him. Like, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like if my husband were to disappear, God forbid, um, I wouldn't feel like I lost myself. I wouldn't feel like I, I needed him for my absolute utmost survival. Um, so I, you know, there's, that's something that you need to kind of unravel and look into and say, why do I feel like (laughs) me receiving and allowing a man to give to me automatically Means that I I'm dependent I'm depending upon him Mm-mm, no not at all actually you you have all the power I don't know how to I like say this to women over and over and over you actually have all the power all the time almost actually pretty much yeah all the time so it's it's you thinking that you're losing something by receiving from a man or allowing a man to open you know do something for you so. What I would say is, um, you know, I would just, I would wrestle, I mean, here's my short answer here without having a coaching session, but I would wrestle with the, with the why, you know, some questions I just presented and I would just say, and then I would, and then I would look for opportunities to allow men to give to you, even if it is walking up to the cafe door and you're walking as fast as that man is slow yourself down and allow him to get to that door first and open it for you if someone turns around and says let me buy you that i'll get that for you even though you can reach down and get it yourself stop yourself and say oh thank you so much it actually takes re uh wiring and practicing it's practice because you've only practiced relying on yourself for so long so you have to retrain yourself to go wow I actually can slow down. And am I going to be harmed if a man helps me? Well, it sounds like your nervous system feels that way. It sounds like your subconscious feels like this is a dire situation. Um, You know, uh, oh, you know, red flag. If if I ever have to let a man pay or let, you know, he does something for me.
0: Yeah, the pay thing is a big thing for women too. What? The paying thing is a big thing. I know you talk about a lot as well. Where yeah. there's so many women, it's like, I can't let him do that. I can pay for myself. I'm independent. You know, oh, I'm the good. Pain, the pain. I yeah, the it's paying like pain. pain. Okay. No, the paying, like the paying for a date situation. Oh Lord,
1: mm-hmm. that one. Co- I can't believe how much that comes up in my A's. But you know, it it's that one's just funny to me because it, it doesn't matter s- too much, you know. I mean, I would never say to pay full on for a man ever, ever, ever. Sorry, men, love you guys, but no. Um, you know, but for but you know, I think people overthink that too much. I think you can always say, um, oh, we could split it if you want but even that I say to not do, you know, I'm like, you know, if he asked you on a date, chances are for the most part, he came ready to actually pay for you. And it, and if he didn't, then that's just a man who's just truly not ready to um, properly date. Pursue, Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So So if you want a man to pursue you, you need to let him pursue you. You let him pursue you. By releasing control, you've got to release control, which obviously we probably need many more talks on that. But, anyways,
0: yes, and practicing that just practically is so good. Practice receiving, practice loosening, practice allowing yourself with any guy. Like on the airplane, I say this to people on the airplane, when you have your little carry on, sure, you can put it in the overhead bin, but If a man stands up because he sees you're about to do it, let him say yes. Oh, yeah, actually, that would be great. Thank you. Like, allow that to happen (laughs) because those little practicing things will help you, like we're saying, to just start releasing control, releasing the misindependent, which that's great. That's great that you are independent. But if you want to be in a relationship where you're going to be pursued in this way, you have to allow yourself to receive. And you have to also be vulnerable, which it, this is also tapping into vulnerability. Cause I, I, see that some of the reason for not wanting to rely has to do with trust because it has to do with vulnerability because relying on somebody and, and control to your point is too vulnerable. Like I, I can provide all my needs. I don't have to rely
1: on anybody else. It and feels so naked. Exactly. Exactly. But so that's the thing that is so attractive to a man. I mean, it really yeah. is. That's that. That's the magic. Honestly. Yeah. You're, that's the power. It's your vulnerability. But we have to shift out of feeling like, oh, if I'm vulnerable, I'm 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 surely going to lose something. I'm surely going to die. Because honestly, that's what our inner little selves are thinking. You know.
0: And I think too, and I wrote about this in my in my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me. Part of this also comes back to do you trust yourself? Because you need to know that you can trust yourself, your body, what it's speaking to you, like trust your own discernment, trust yourself because in trusting yourself, then you have more confidence to be able to be more open and trust other people, like be more open to other people. But if you don't trust yourself and you've been too badly burned, then you have this giant wall across and you are a powerful person that if you learn to figure out and trust yourself, it is, which you can, you have the power to do. It will transform how you show up in relationally in general, outside of just a romantic relationship. Um, So this next question I think is really important because Let's say the woman is like, "Okay, I'm really trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to initiate with the feminine and I meet them online or or I went on a date, I'm really letting him do it. But then they are either they're they're now they go on a date or have some sort of interaction and now they are always chronically busy or just flat out not scheduling dates. I feel like this is a big thing that happens. It's like, "Okay, but wait, I really like him. I want the date to happen. Do, how do I make this? Do I do something? Do I, do I take the lead here? You know, like, and this is, I used to do this all the time. I was like, oh, I'm going to get what I want. Fine. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make him take me on a date. Like, you know, so what do you do for that person who's always busy or who just is all
1: talk? Um, okay. You literally stop giving that person attention. That's my short answer. But, um, but my longer answer is, um, you know, you all, the only thing that you need to do is to tell the man that you had a really good time. He made you feel a certain way and you would be open to seeing him again. And then you need to detach immediately. How do you detach? You stop assuming that he you know waiting the waiting around for him to get back to you no he is literally going he listen I've heard I heard a a male relationship coach say this before and he said something like he goes let me tell you something I don't care how shy a guy is if he likes you he'll probably make it happen okay if he really sees you as something that he wants to continue with he's going to I literally cannot stand, I mean, this is a pet peeve of mine, the I'm, I'm really busy. I'm really busy. I'm like that. I will translate that for you. I am busy. I'm going to be really busy. It means you are absolutely not a priority to me. I'm not going to make you a priority. If I get unbusy and I'm bored, I might text you again and try to hang out with you. So accept what is, accept it, and don't make it mean a lot of things about you. Just be like, oh, not busy? Well, actually, I don't really care to be with a man who's constantly busy. By the way, girls say this all the time, and this is the funny thing to me. I'm like, I want to ask every girl in the audience, how many times have you said that to a man? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'm just actually good. I'm really busy right now. I'm really busy. That I I do that. Everybody's done that. All the time. So you guys say that too. And what you're saying is you don't want to see the person you're avoiding. So, um, you, you even, I don't, it doesn't matter how wonderful the date seemed to you. A man gets carried away in the moment and then he goes away and he has a whole different set of thoughts that come upon him. And he, he gets gathers his testosterone back because while he was with you it, you know, he lost some of it. And then he, you know, he's oh, okay. I'm connecting. Yeah. Whatever. I'll make the most of it. Cause I, I stay in the present moment. I don't live in the past and the future. And then he goes home and then he's like, uh, no, I don't think so. And they'll probably, you know, a lot of times do things like say things like that, you know? And, um, and so just because you had a really great date or what you thought seemed like a really good date, you guys connected this and that, um, I I can't even tell you how many times, like if the man is not getting back to you, if he is not trying to see you after you have said, I had a really great time, I'd be open to seeing you again, then let it go. I mean, you can give him one week, I say two tops, but then it's time to just be like, we're, we're, we're done. You know, I so
0: agree because we make time for the things that are important to us. We do. I will give this quick example just from my side. Um, When I did a dating challenge um, a year and a half ago, and I met—it's how I met JJ—is I was dating multiple guys. I was challenging myself to just be open to be like integrous in the process, but not overly rush into commitment. And I, in that season was in the busiest season probably ever. Truly. I was, I was launching a giant virtual, um, conference with huge speakers and launching my book all at the same time. And I was on 17 to 20 something interviews a week on top of managing everything else and launching the book, like I was truly slammed, like with work. And that was the season that I did this dating challenge. And guess what? Because that was a priority to me, I was able to do this dating challenge. Granted, I was busy, but this was important to me. So I made time to see these people, to speak with these people. I didn't give them all my time. I balanced it out. I was very just like loving and living in the moment. But because it was important to me, Rachel, I made the time. So when people say this to me, I'm like, listen, I get it. Everybody's busy. You're going to be busy probably the rest of your dang life. But if this is important to you, you have to make it happen. And the same goes for the person you're going out with. The guy who says, or the girl who says, honestly, both ways, um, I'm super busy actually right now, but I'll let you know, like blah, blah, blah. To me, that's the person that is like, I picture the stovetop burner and they have somebody warm on every burner. That's what they want. Their ideal scenario is like somebody in the back burner, somebody in the oven, somebody over here. Oh, it just feels nice. And then I take those things off the oven or out of the oven when it feels good to me, when I want to, but they're not... They don't, they're not seriously in a place that they want to commit to dating because
1: if they were, they would make time for you if they, and I want to mm-hmm. be tough love. Cause I do the unsexy truth a lot of times, but you know, when a guy is super busy and or whatever, he's, you know, he's kind of busy, you know, see you when I see you and he sees you occasionally, um, he's, he doesn't want a relationship with you. Yes. This is why, what he said this. And then I got in a relationship. I'm like, right. He didn't want one with you. So I I have to, I'm always the like, shoot you straight girl. Sometimes Um, I'm in Enneagram seven slash eight. So, uh, my eight comes out, but anyways, um, you know, I'm like, no, he doesn't want it with you. Okay. And, and the, and, and let that be revolutionary for you and Mm -hmm. liberating for you, not depressing and, Oh, it's all this and that, Oh, it just keeps happening to me. And then you ruminate on what isn't no start ruminating on all the possibilities on what, what is, what could be. And, accept things like it's totally fine. Not every person's going to be your match. And you know, it doesn't just because you really wanted them does not mean they really want you and vice versa. And that's totally cool. Let's just normalize that being totally cool. Totally. Okay. That's why we have to put
0: less pressure on dating in general, in the beginning, because you can have a good dating experience and a first date that you're not thinking about marriage on that first date. And, Therefore, if you're not thinking about marriage and you're just there being present, actively dating, actively showing up for yourself, practicing leaning into the feminine for the women, then you could have a great connected date. And if it doesn't work out, you weren't even thinking or attached to the idea of marriage with this person and, and you know who you are to begin with and your value and worth with or without this person. So therefore it doesn't matter if that date went super like led to another date. It's okay. It's just a great experience. You could say, oh yeah, I had a great connected date. It didn't go anywhere, but man, I had a great time with that guy and I'm really grateful. I had that time with that person.
1: Amen, girl. That's the truth <laughs> right there.
0: <laughs> and that's what I got to in my dating life where I'm like, man, I am done forcing, proving, trying to convince anybody to be with me. And to your point, I believe this. My mentor said it to me years ago, but I believe truly that the man's heart needs to be ignited to pursue you as a woman. And when it is, you see it all the time. You see it happen with couples where like I've coached women through this. I'm sure you have too, where they had a relationship, blah, blah, blah. Then it ends and it's super heartbreaking because he's like, I'm not in this space to date or I can't be dating or whatever. And then very soon after he's with another girl. And it's like, what? doesn't make sense. I mean, he said, I wasn't like, he wasn't in a place to date and blah, blah, blah. He was probably using that as a an excuse, but his heart was just not ignited to pursue you. He got into it with whatever way he got into it. At the end of the day, his heart was not ignited to pursue you. And it needs to be ignited because That is how he's going to carry it through. That's why whatever girl it was that he did meet, his heart was ignited for her. And it's not that you're less valuable than the girl he decided to be with. It's just you want and deserve truly. And you can find a man whose heart is ignited to be with you, to pursue you.
1: Which is why it's super important to not try to be the one who's moving the chess pieces and trying to move the relationship forward. Really needs to come from him. He needs to be trying to move it forward Um, way more than you because that you know and it really needs to be his full he him coming to that decision all on his own with zero manipulation zero coercing none of that he feels coercion and he is like I might stay a little bit but I'm not staying long so yeah careful
0: Okay. Real talk. Does healthcare solutions freak you out? I know it does for me, especially as an entrepreneur. Traditional health insurance is so expensive. And for a lot of us who are entrepreneurs or self-employed or don't have access to insurance through our jobs, it's hard to know where to turn to take care of our own health. That's why I am so excited to tell you guys that I discovered an incredible health share program called Altrua. Altrua HealthShare is a community of like-minded people who share in each other's medical needs while agreeing to live a healthy lifestyle. This type of program keeps medical costs lower, and those lower costs mean a high-quality, affordable healthcare option for you. If you're one of the 32.8 million Americans who don't have insurance and who are looking for a great solution for your healthcare expenses, Altura HealthShare could be the right fit for you. Guess what, you guys? I recently went to an appointment at a general practitioner using Altura, and it was so easy. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, how is this going to work? But it actually was so easy. And the front desk knew what was going on. I had my team on standby at Altura, just in case I didn't know what I was doing. They were so helpful and accommodating. You guys, if you are curious to find out more, you actually get $100 off your enrollment by using promo code HOD. Just go to myshare.org forward slash HOD. And with the code HOD, you will get $100 off your enrollment. That's insane, oh my gosh. Again, go to myshare.org forward slash HOD to find out more about Altura HealthShare and save $100 off your enrollment. I love Altura, I love the like-minded people in this community, and I think you're gonna love them too. All right, real talk. Do you deal with anxiety and stress throughout your day? Mm, I'm raising my hand because this is something I am constantly facing. Throughout my life, I've had to create spaces to pause, to breathe, and to even meditate. And I wanna share with you an app that has really helped me throughout my days. It's the Abide app abide is the number one christian meditation app abide users report less stress lower levels of anxiety and depression and better sleep i really want to encourage you to check out abide because throughout your day and all those moments that feel stressful or even before a date when you're feeling stressed about a date i want to encourage you to download abide and do one of their meditations Based on biblical scripture, these audio meditations will center you and draw you closer to Christ. And guess what? For a limited time, our listeners at HOD will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co forward slash heart. That's abide.co forward slash heart. This brings up another question someone asked here. I'd love a script or want to know what to say to ask about his intention slash what he's looking for without sounding clingy?
1: Oh, that's honestly way easier than you think uh, than you're probably building it up to be inside of your head. Um, uh, what I always say is, first of all, just get really clear on what it is that you want, what you're looking for, and then come from a place of curiosity, as always. You guys probably heard that a million times, but come from a place of curiosity and just becoming curious about what his intentions are. Now, this is what I will say. Don't, I wouldn't be asking a guy his intentions if you're coming on to him much more than he is to you. Hmm. So I think this is kind of a miss a little bit. So, you know, it, what you want to see is that he has been coming towards you consistently on hmm. his own, okay? <laughs> Meaning he has said, he's asked you out on another date. He's been reaching out to you. He asks you again, maybe again, maybe three times. He's asked you out, not you coercing him into going out with him. Okay. But he's taken enough initiative for it to be the fairest game question to say, I'm curious. This is what you say. I notice, um, you've been asking me, you know, you've been asking to hang out with me a lot lately. Um, I love that by the way, and you really make me feel super good when I'm with you, but I am, I am really curious to know what are your intentions with me? Mm -hmm. Do you see? So you want to be able to say, I've noticed you've been coming towards me, but I wouldn't say coming towards me. I would just say, I noticed you've been asking to see me a lot lately. Um, or and maybe it's hanging out, hang out with me lately. And do you have any intentions beyond friendship? with me. There we go. Yeah. Another one, you know, and, and that's, that's why you ask after he's asked to hang out with you or see you, a you know, a good little handful of times, three to five times, then it's like, that is not at a left field. You're not being clingy. You're not asking him to be with you. You're just saying, yeah. I'm curious to you know what, what's that, what's your, what are your intentions? And here's the key. I always say on all my stuff, if you follow me, but I always say, when you ask, I'm curious to know, what are your intentions? You don't stop there. You said, I'm curious to know what are your intentions with me? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Say with, with me. me. Yeah. Okay. Because, Oh, what are your intentions? Like, <laughs> you know, well, with this, you know, no, with me, what do you intend? Oh, well, what do you mean? Well, you know, I'm just, I just noticed, you know, like we've been hanging out a lot lately and, Um, when I hang out with you, you could even say this, when I hang out with you, um, it does make me like, you know, we have deep talks and it makes me feel a certain way. So it makes, it starts to make me feel like really connected to you. So I'm just curious, did you have any intentions, uh, with me that goes beyond friendship? I'm just trying to get, gather clarity here. Mm. That's That's it. Great. Yeah. and then when, and if he says, yeah, whatever, or he says, no, you guys, I did this once. And it was like, I was shaking because I was just learning how to be vulnerable. <laughs> and, um, I did it with this guy and you'd always, you know, we always want to hang out and I swear to you, he liked me. Uh, he did like me actually, but anyways, and I, he had, mit- he was trying to dodge my question. And I said, oh no, I'm not getting out of this. Like, cause I was going through all my inner work and I was like, no, Rachel, like you need answers. Cause otherwise it always bugged me in my head. Does he like me mm-hmm. are we anything? This went on for a year, you know? And then he goes, well, and I go, well, no, hey, I just need to know um, what what your intentions are with me because, you know, um, I know like you didn't really answer that. And for me, um, I I need to make my boundaries accordingly. Because I Mm. do feel connected to you when I'm with you. Yeah. And you guys, OMG. And he tells me (laughs) that he's been talking, he's been talking, working towards intentionally dating some girl and across the country. Okay. What really good friends with for a long time, right? You guys, I would have never known that. And meanwhile, this person's asking me to hang out and do stuff and do all these things with him and having these deep talks with me. So this is why it's super important for me to get clear for for girls to ask for clarity. Because yes. you never know. A guy will gladly hang out with you and take your time and attention and enjoy it. He will enjoy it and have zero. I'm talking zero intentions of like being with you. This
0: is why I also, for the guys, always encourage men to say and clarify it's a date. I hate when guys ask and I always coach guys, stop asking girls to hang out. If you want to, if you want that any, if you have any sort of romantic interest in her whatsoever,
1: ask her on a date,
0: yeah. <laughs> ask we her on a date, date. But it's
1: different than just, oh, casually friendshiping it. And right you know, and that guy did end up, you know what that guy told me too. Oh, and he was the most godly guy. You guys would have been like, Oh, he's the perfect guy. Right. Anyway. And you know, even the most godly guy is over here, you know, hanging out with some other girl while he's talking to some, you know, anyways, that's a whole nother topic. But he said to me, he said, you know, he goes, yeah, I just want, cause he didn't want, he didn't want to have boundaries. He didn't want to not hang out with me, you know? Uh-huh. And he said, and he goes, I will say this to you Rachel you are really hard to not like not to like like basically saying like I do like you and by the way he did ask me on a date a year before that and I brushed him off so we reconvened but I didn't know he had this whole like build up thing going on with some other girl anyway so mm-hmm. I'm just saying you girls need to ask it's not clingy it's only clingy if you think it's clingy it's not it's literally I know what I want on a deep level. And what I don't want is casual friendships with a bunch of dudes. I already have a lot of guy friends. I'm good. So I want to ask you, what are your intentions? Because I'm I'm getting, I'm, I'm a little unclear here.
0: And that's where we need to just the clarification in the feminine, the part of the feminine is I hear a lot of people, maybe they heard our last episode and they're like, okay, so, and I heard women say this to me before, like, well, does that mean I'm just passive? Like, I can't say anything. I can't speak up for myself. I can't, no, that is not, it's truly not what we're saying at all. There's such a strength to the feminine and to knowing your worth and value and your boundaries, and you are allowed to have needs. Um, and the reality is you have needs, but not demands. There's a difference between that too. that I think is really helpful in clarification because the demands go into like control and the needs is like, this is my need. I'm going to put it out there. And if you are not okay with this, you have the walkaway power. Like you talk about Rachel, right? It's like, okay, like that's all right. How does it make you feel? Also, if he doesn't meet your, if he doesn't care about your needs consistently through time. And we're not
1: here to force somebody to care about our needs. Like, sorry, yeah. uh, I, I'm not like, I remember telling my husband one time when we were dating, just, I don't remember, it was a conflict. And to be honest with you, I don't even know what the mini conflict was. It was like a little, little thing. And I just said to him, I said, I am, I, I don't want to be your mom. Like, I literally am not going to be your mom. Like, I'm not here to micromanage you. Like I have zero interest in even being in a relationship with someone. I feel I have to mom or micromanage. Like it's a turnoff for me. Do you see? So girls don't get, they, they don't even, you got to get deep with knowing what you want, what you desire. So you go, ew, I'm turned off that I even have to kind of, you know, try to get this person to do something like I'm I'm done. I'm out because I have no interest in being with someone who doesn't, who feel that he needs, that I feel like I have to micromanage that should turn you off rather than trying to get him to be something maybe that he's not, or that he doesn't want to be for you. True. That's
0: wow. another, another topic. We no, That's together. good.
1: Okay. Here's the
0: final thing I want to ask. This is more from a guy's perspective for the man, but it's just a thing I've actually also witnessed a lot, um, is, and I have the question here, but it's really just like the guy saying, I like when she actually reaches out to me first versus me. This isn't a communication of like dating online specifically, or like you went on a date and you're talking. Um, The man is like, but I want her to reach out to me first. Like, why should I have to do all the work? Why should I have to be the one to reach out to her? And even in talking with guys and coaching guys as well, I have heard that from a lot of guys. Now, JJ has his own thoughts on this as a man. Maybe I'll bring him on next, the following week to talk about this, but
1: what do you think about that, Rachel? Okay well when i hear that it sounds like that man is in his feminine energy i I just truly um so and that's okay if you want to be in the leaned back seat then it sounds like you would like to be with a woman who is more um dominant whether you would admit that or not if if you desire to be uh reached out to and chased and pursued then there's no way for you to be the pursuer. Um, and, and you're going to get a woman who probably will end up being very controlling to you. You'll be, you'll be bitter at her in the end. You actually won't like it. And I would challenge that, that the man who, who says that I would, I would challenge you to do some digging into your own masculine wounds and even your own little feminine wounds, right? Like, because we actually are have been wounded both you know from our mother and our father in different ways or the masculine and the feminine in our in our lives and so yeah. we're usually operating because we we want to make something right about our past mm-hmm. we want to make something right again and so maybe um or you know maybe you i mean this could go super deep so i i actually i'll just present some things but you know maybe you you got super used to your mom doing everything for you, or, you know, maybe your dad wasn't there. Maybe you didn't have a, what, what was going on in your past that makes you feel inadequate, or maybe even afraid to be the one who takes that risk and takes the initiative, that being the one who, you know, what, what's going on in your self-worth that you feel um, that the way that you're going to feel good in a relationship is if a woman is chasing after you and pursuing you. So, um, now, um, again, you, you're welcome to think that, but you're going to polarization has to happen. Meaning like in order for attraction to happen, there has to be the two opposite energies coming together. So, I mean, that's just physics, right? So, I mean, if yeah. you if you are, you know, if you're going to be the one who's leaned back and you want her to reach out to you, I mean, I would ask you a million whys on that and try to get to the root of the fear behind you being the one who reaches out to her um, first because it is, it takes great risk. It takes courage. It takes, you know, it takes a lot of loving on yourself and, and being okay with yourself to take the risk. Right. But, um, I think a better, I think what I would propose to men who do say that is I think that what you really want or desire, and y'all can all correct me if I'm wrong or what you're thinking, I'm just generalizing here, but what you really desire is to know that if I did reach out, I'm going to win. Like it's it's going to be a win and not an L. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be rejected here. Yeah. So it sounds to me like there's a sense of safety. Um, if the girl reaches out to you, there's a sense of self-worth if the girl reaches out to you. So this really always boils down, which it always does for both masculine and feminine. It always boils down to our own ability to really Uh, believe in our own worth to know that we're worthy just because like I have value, no matter if, you know, I shoot my shot and it didn't, it didn't work with this person. So what I would say then is that oftentimes that's why it's important for girls to signal for girls to, you know, drop a hint. If you like a guy, I mean, I had a guy say to me recently, I was kind of lecturing him. uh, We're at some church group on the beach and anyway, Um, I said, you know, I said, you gotta ask girls that blah, 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 I'm going on. And then he said, um, and and he said to me, you know, uh, Rachel, so what if girls like are saying to me, like, um, Hey, we should go for a hike sometime. I said, if a girl asks you to go for a hike, that's a green light. And you need to ask her out on a date guarantee. And, you know, he's just cat. and And so I saw him at church on Sunday and he goes, I asked this girl, I took her on a date. I listened to what you said and it's going great. So anyways, you know, don't be afraid. I I think it just comes down to courage now. um, But what I also want (laughs) to, I want to say this too, is that for the men who are like, I want the girl to reach out to me. Um, I would say that, um, good luck with that, um, in certain respects, because ultimately, literally in the very nature, I believe the way that God even designed the masculine and feminine, the feminine is, you even heard the misindependent woman. I'm so independent. I don't want to rely on a guy, but also I want to be pursued. Okay. So no matter what the woman is always going to desire to be pursued and to be cherished. And a man wants to know that he's going to be successful and that he's going to be respected and admired. And so, um, I think you, I think you need to reassess what it is that you're, you're looking for on a deep level, what would bring value to you and, you know, realize that even if the girl is the one who pursues you, she's going to spend her whole time with you trying to get you and figure out how to get you to, to love her more and to, to do those things. And I will try to end on this note here, but Absolutely. No human values, anything uh, you, the level at which somebody values some something or someone is, uh, you have to look at their level of investment in that person and that mm. thing. And so if, if a man has to work for something, he will value that much more. If he doesn't have to work for it, his value for that woman and going to be very low and you won't even know it. So I know, no, it won't, no, it won't. Yeah. in your conscious mind, you're thinking that, but literally on a body level, your body is not going to be inspired to be the hero that you're really called to be, that you have inside of you. And so, you know, you, you, if you're not putting deposits and investments into this woman, um, you're not going to care for her. And that is that is the law of nature, whether you believe in God or not. You, so I always tell people, I'm like, you know what, good luck to find the laws of nature. I mean, truly like, I mean, good luck. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't flow, right. It doesn't allow for the flow and the recreation and all the beautiful things to happen. And so um, you, you, you've got to. I mean, I would just challenge you. Honestly, if you're feeling like I want a girl to pursue me or I want her to reach out to me, I challenge you to go find a really a, go dig into that. I mean, there's good, co- good male coaches out there. Um, and I, you know, I'll give talk you some Dr. Rec- JJ. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to JJ. I mean, you guys, um, and, and try to get to the bottom of where is my wounding? Where is that wounding coming from? Cause there is a wound inside of you and a reason you know, for you wanting the, the feminine to just, you know, come after you. And so, um, most girls, no matter what they they're, you know, they're, it's the way it's designed. So I'm going to stop there because I could keep going on and on and on. And I don't think we have all day, but, um, truly like, I just, I just feel, I just, I just know you can do it. I know you can do it. And it all boils down to our self-worth and, you know, for the guys listening, You know, one of the things I always tell the girls is I'm like, I just want to remind you, um, the men don't like rejection either. They fear it too, just as much as you. So, you know, and, and so a lot of these things that we're even saying, you know, when I'm talking to the feminine, I mean, it goes the same way, like when it comes to attaching and, you know, making things, you know, attaching a lot of meaning to, you know, things and, you know, just going back to what Kate says about just keeping things casual, Um, keep things casual at first, but, you know, don't be afraid. Like you are a courageous lion and that's inside of you. But, you know, sometimes you're showing up as a sheep, you know, a shy little Mm -hmm. sheep or, you know, or, you know, you're a wounded lion who needs someone to come help you. And that's all okay. But you got to dig, you got to dig deep, dig deep and, and look, ask yourself, why? Where's that coming from? And I always say to my girls and say, when you ask yourself that question, you don't need an answer right away. Just, yeah. just ask it, just put it out there and sit, just sit with that, you know, chew on the question. Why? And is, is this an, is this an opportunity for me to try to be courageous?
0: Let yeah, me see good. this
1: as an opportunity for me to change how i let me let me take let me actually challenge myself to do something i normally wouldn't do let me uh expand my mind and my uh, my uh sense of worth and my abundance mindset and go you know what's 50 bucks on a date what's 60 dollars on a date i'm going to make 60 dollars tomorrow we're okay um and i get to practice i get to practice i get to get to know women i get to do these things so um it, that's a lot of perspective shift that you guys need to work through as well so um as we all have to work on our perspective shifts in order for us to show up um as our most really just confident and full yeah. selves our whole selves you know
0: so good this is so helpful Rachel thank you so much for this very fun and amazing Q&A and for speaking to the ladies, speaking to the guys, especially at the end. Um, I know you have some fun things coming up. You have a retreat this fall. You have different things. Do you want to just tell people um, if this is their first episode tuning into what you have going on?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So um, I run, I have a signature, my main program that I run and it's called the True Feminine Academy. So sorry guys, (laughs) it is definitely all uh, women focused. Um, but women, if you are interested in joining that, um the next round starts August 4th. So there's a pre-sale happening right now. So if you want to get in on that, um there's some payment plan options and it's um just six weeks, you know, uh, with me twice a week. And um, sometimes I extend and add some bonuses on that too. Um, but definitely recommend it. I mean, we just like go all like, it's very immersive. It's very, um, there's just so much to learn, um, and so yeah. <laughs> I just highly recommend. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I swear by. It, swear by it. Love it. So, um, if you, it only just gets better and better and better every time. So, um, if you really want to just learn how to, you know, lean into your feminine and communicate with men really in a way that draws him in and does not repel him, then I highly recommend joining uh, my program. And then also, yes, I do have a retreat happening in. September and it's happening in San Diego. It is going to be on the, you know, this pretty hotel on the beach. It's going to be really fun. Um, and we have, I think 12 spots left for it. So if you guys want to come, you should come to that. Uh, it's just going to be like, so it's going to be a full feminine immersion. And I think Kate's going to come, I'm going to have Kate come down and she's going to mesh yes. with me. Um, so and, and then so I will be doing retreats um next year as well. A few of a few of them, maybe some different locations. But if you guys want to get in on it this year, you should. So I
0: love it. Girl, I love what you're doing. Thank you for blessing us with this awesome series. I know people are just gonna keep listening to it, but I'm just so grateful for you and the work that you're doing.
1: Aw, thanks, Kate. I love you. You're so you're amazing too. So um, Aww, we're thanks, in this girl. together. <laughs>
0: The Heart of Dating Podcast is created by Kate Warman. It is a part of the Converge Podcast Network. Our incredible editor is the one and only Scott Caro. Our theme music was developed by the amazing Christian Ledoux. Special shout out to Anjali Maga and Gabriella Asperu who make the show possible each week and help to keep me sane. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, or if you've never written us a review or ranked us on iTunes, we'd encourage you to do so because it helps us so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.